Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? That's right. Studies from Florida State, the CDC, and the Crime Prevention Research Center show that guns are used to protect life 25 times more than they were used to take a life. That's 25 times. And the estimate is on the low end. And if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, and you should be a member of the San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment rights. Become a member today. It's only $10 a month. Go to stcgo.org slash join to become a member today. All right, Gun Owners Radio now provides marketing and advertising services. Not only can you help... Excuse me. Let's start that over. Not only can we help you get in front of gun owners, uh, the gun owners community, but we can help your business get seen. Websites, SEO, e-commerce, email marketing, our team can help you connect with your customers. The very first people, the first seven people, that is, that email, <laughs> the first seven people that email get a free website checkup. It's a $300 value where our experts review your website and give you an honest assessment. Email rich at gunownersradio.com to get the free website audit. I know you know somebody with a website who needs help, so tell them about our free website checkup. I think, I, Mike, I think I need to wear my glasses, man. What do you think? Either that or study more. <laughs> is your mic working? I, I don't think his is. Uh-oh. Oh, there, that was There good. you go. All so right. closer. There we go. Study more or wear glasses. Yeah. Well, Mike Pettengill, thank you so much for coming in the studio, man. How are you doing? Good, Mr. Schwartz. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. I am uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the show today, man. I, thought, I, thought, I just think you're an excellent guest. I really enjoyed having you on last time. And uh, I just think you're one of the most interesting guys in, uh, in, uh, that we've had on. You need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> I like his tattoos. <laughs> That's what that's all I was talking about. Yeah. His tattoos. Yeah, tattoos. I just yeah. meant your tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> your tattoos go real well on radio. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, how are you? I am fantastic. Did you were you out on the range? I was out on the range all day. Home, home on the range. Home, home. Yep. What were you doing on the range? I uh, just running a bunch of private uh, private lessons. It was kind of interesting. I had one couple that I worked with this morning that I've been working with for a, a decent amount of time, and they've. Uh, they've been a little reluctant to kind of be pushed, and today I pushed them, mm. and I didn't let up. And so it actually was fantastic. They were so happy. What was the push? Being pushed. They are wanting to perfect their marksmanship. They're oh. looking to get their concealed carry, and they want to get that marksmanship perfect. They want to be able to put all 10 rounds in the hole the size of a penny. And, um, and uh, you know, sometimes you just got to get people out of their head. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just, there's just this, there's this technique where we use, it's called, you know, kind of essentially negative feedback. And so I actually cut their target 
and uh, pushed him, pushed him to present that gun, do presentation, and to take that that shot and take. What do you mean fast. you cut it so where there was a smaller target? So there is a hole. Or you added some water. <laughs> make it grow uh, no i actually put a hole in the center of their target and the idea is aim for that hole if you don't it, it, it's kind of, it's basically a mind trick and maybe mike if he wants to speak to this it's a bit of a mind trick and it, it pushes you and it presses you and it, it basically if you don't see your hits you did a great job hmm. and it takes away that need for that perfection and when you take away that stress you'll actually find that you meet your goal and you actually do better and uh, it, it kind of, it, it's just a way, a different mindset and a way of thinking. And their goal is to get to that defensive shooting. So, and okay. So rather than aiming at a target, now they're aiming at a hole. It's kind of that, hole. that miss small, what is it? Aim, aim small, small, miss, miss small. small. Yeah. If you, that. if you ask someone to, to yeah. put a magazine full of, of rounds in the dead center mass of a target, that's what they'll do. If you ask them to aim for the tiny little dime sized hole you've just made <laughs> in the center mass, they'll get a lot closer to that. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So they, so, uh, yeah. how, how did they, how did they respond to their well, success? Well, so oh, it, it, they were all smiles and they left so happy. And and and, and the, the last few weeks, I've been trying to encourage it. I've been trying to encourage them to step out of their zone, and and they didn't want to. And I, I kind of let them be. And today, I thought, you know what, it's time to push. And so I pushed, and uh, they did it, and they were so happy. So it was a, a great result. So cool sometimes we gotta step out of our, our zones and uh, just take that chance. Yeah. How cool is that? That's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, very, very cool. Mike, I'm looking forward to talking to you. What, what do you what, give us a preview. What do you think we're going to talk about here today? Uh, i got a couple things uh, that are going to be fun. Uh, one of the things I wanted to come in and chat about was uh, a new, um, really a new analysis uh, target and a new analysis class that I put together called Handgun Aptitude Test, which kind of forces everyone to not just shoot, but figure out where you're good and where you're bad. Hmm. Oh, wow. Cool. How'd you come up? Well, we'll talk more about it. Yeah. We'll talk more about yeah. it. <laughs> So yesterday I got to give a talk to a group in Ramona at the main stage, and uh, a couple like three, four times a year they have a a political event where they have some guest speakers and they kind of focus on you know some particular aspect. And yesterday was the Second Amendment. So I've been going up there about once a year. I can't. I was trying to think if I, if if they if I've gone up there every year, but I think the first time I went up there was 2015. And so just about every year for the, what is that, like eight years? Yeah. yeah five plus three is eight. All right. Um, so, uh, and they're wonderful. They're just absolutely wonderful. They're all patriots and love the Second Amendment and had some great questions. I also got uh, John Dillon, the attorney, uh, to go and, and talk. And uh, it felt good because, and I realized, you know, eight years ago, the talk was, well, here's what I want to do. You know, here's what I'm thinking of doing, you know. And, uh this talk was, look at all the stuff we have done, you know, eight years later. The lawsuits, you know, the, the people that we've gotten elected. And I decided to, rather than just kind of give them a list of, well, A, B, whatever, Senate bill, whatever, and this, that, and the other thing, and don't forget to call and write and email your blah, 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 blah. I told them the stories about the lawsuits, you know, this lawsuit, the Rena lawsuit that's going to get rid of the the uh, um, uh, the roster, you know. Here's who here's who Lana Renna is. You know, she's uh, somebody who was struggling with uh, um, uh, her her hands with uh, what do you call it when your joints hurt? Arthritis. arthritis. She was start, struggling with arthritis. Found a gun that she could operate when she was out of California on vacation. Came back to California and said, "Why can't I buy this here?" 
and called and said, you know, she was actually my neighbor. And she said, well, what's what's going on? And I explained the roster, and now she's a plaintiff on a roster and uh, the roster uh, lawsuit, and hopefully that's going to get rid of the roster. That roster. that can't that can't be true, Mike, because it's called the safe handgun. Roster. <laughs> yeah, I know. It right. must be a very safe, unsafe handgun. Exactly. She wanted. Um, what what and, was it, by the way? Uh, easy Smith oh, and Wesson. Easy. Shield, Imagine that. Easy. Um, and then, uh, you know, I told stories about the, some of the folks that we've gotten elected from Laura Lothian, who's, who's uh, you know, she was a realtor. She was a single mom and a realtor. And then, boom, you know, became successful and ran for office. You know, Jim Miller, who's on the Miller case, going to get rid of the assault weapons ban. He's a founding member of the San Diego County Gun Owners. And I really wanted them to know these are real people. They're not special you know, they're just normal, everyday folks who were engaged and decided, hey, you know what, enough's enough. Uh, and uh, it went over really, really well, and I'm very, very happy that you guys invited me. Uh, the Ramona gang, Dan Summers, thank you so much for having me up there and talk to all your folks. And all right, so. All right, folks, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. That's a th- it's like she's a mom or something. All right. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1178. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. And if you ever have a legal matter that involves firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon, especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun rest- registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. Awesome. So our first guest is Mike Pettengill from Personal Protection Academy. We've had you on before, and you were so interesting and fun to talk to that we are having you on again. And today you're here to talk about, well, tell everybody what you're here to talk about. Um, So what we did is, so Personal Protection Academy, we do a lot of what Alicia does uh, in San Diego, but also uh, up in Riverside, uh, CCW training and personal, uh, personal lessons and classes and so on and so forth. And uh, we came up with, uh, a test. So here's what happens. Alicia's gonna gonna. It's gonna be perfect for radio. She's gonna nod and say uh huh uh huh twenty <laughs> times. Um, it, what we see a lot at the range is you see folks who stand flat footed and they uh, they shoot with a great isosceles stance at stationary targets and and they don't alter a lot of stuff. And so what we tried to do is come up with a test an evaluation that says where are you right now as a shooter? Where do you want to go? and where are you deficient? And so we came up with this, uh, we made a, a special target, had a, a designed a target, had it printed out, uh, got about 3,000 of them sitting in our garage. And uh, what we do is we, we run the test and the test is 10 drills. Some of them we invented, most of them we, we uh, did a little R&D, uh, uh, Robin Duplicate from people smarter than us. And uh, we have people doing timed, untimed, uh, 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 analysis of their shooting from the holster, from the low ready, um, you name it. We, we do, we do a little bit to try to help people figure out where they are and where they need to go. And this, uh, target is, is amazing. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a silhouette. 
Kind of a, it looks like an IDPA style silhouette. As if it was robbed directly from that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a little bullseye off to the right. Uh, someone might recognize that as a B8 target, uh, just, just to the right of the head of the, of the uh, Ipsic target. And then you have a bunch of little, you have uh, triangles and squares and circles. And colors and, numbers and, 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 colors. Uh, and uh, uh, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about it. Let's let, first. Off, how, how do you want to present this? What's the best way to kind of explain this? Well, um, Alicia, talk to me about what do you see the typical shooter do at the range? What what is that? What does the average dude do who shoots a couple you mean times? How it's going to look on the target? No, just what do they do to practice? What do they do to 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 get better? Quote unquote. What do they do to get better? Uh, they throw ammo downrange and they paper the paper. Yeah. And muzzle, they muzzle somebody. Muzzle someone, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. have a couple negligent discharges, <laughs> laugh about it. Yeah, dump a mag and then, you know. And, and what I see a lot of times is is folks come into the range with 500 rounds and they, they're exhausted and sweaty and they're doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Maybe taking shots at steel at 45 yards as if, as if that's relevant to anything we're going to do. Right. And um, what we decided on this is how can we take any shooter – at any level, beginner, super advanced, and help them analyze where they're deficient in their shooting, and then be able to really quickly give them a couple of very practical drills and skills on how to improve in those areas. So this this is a test. We, we run the class. It takes two hours. Uh, uh, but it doesn't have to be done with us. We actually, we, we have the, the targets are for sale, uh, online at a relatively cheap price. The curriculum and the tests are free on our website. Uh, we, it, it's not something where we want to say, listen, you got to do it through us. You got to pay us $500 every time you do it. That's not it. What we want to do is we want to make this accessible to people so that they can, anywhere they want to be, they can analyze how they're shooting and how they can get better. You know, I'm, I'm kind of glossing through this, and I like that you have you have a, a good mix on the drills. You have some are going to be from like a compressed ready, some are from a holster. There's a, a good mix of, of like a, a point shooting, presentation shooting, like speed and accuracy. I'm kind of seeing a blend. Which... Yeah, and it's it's really it's you can take um, a tactical shooter, and mm-hmm. they're going to be great at four of these. You can take right. a competition shooter, and they're going to be good at four of these, but. You got to be a well-rounded shooter to be a good def- defensive shooter, and so what we do is literally, uh, if you go on go onto our website, which is uh, uh, handgunaptitudetest.com, you can take a look at the uh, at the target, and what you'll see is literally, uh, you shoot to the center mass, you shoot to the eye box. Um, some of it's for speed. We have we stand behind you with a timer, and we we add you that little stress of time, mm-hmm. um, and. And some of it is shooting at a one-by-one square. It, it, some of it is just, I got students that have come, well, that's absolutely impossible. Like, <laughs> well, you know what? The guy who did it last time did just fine. So let's, how do we get you to there? And it doesn't matter if you say, well, I can't draw from the holster. I haven't done that yet. Not a problem. We give you the opportunity to start the test completely from the low ready. Um, and you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm great up close with rapid fire, but I can't do distance. Okay, good. You're going to have a difficulty on that part of the test. Let's tell you how you improve in those areas. And until you, until you assess where your, your deficits are, how are you going to know where to work? And yeah, exactly. you to kind of find those holes. Exactly. And it's, it, that's what makes it really neat is, is I've had people – so the test is really – it looks kind of complicated. It's seven pages long. But it, when you get into it, it's, it's pretty simple. It's a, a, 
a hole on paper is one point. The maximum number of points you can have is 100. And so you get bonuses for going faster. You don't get deficits for anything. And I've had people come in and they've gotten a 48 out of 100. And they're like, that's great. I'm really excited. And they come back and do it two weeks later. And they've practiced a couple things. Like, I got 52 this time. I did 52. And, and it gives you something to shoot for, something to strive for. And uh, I've given this out to uh, a lot of other instructors and let them play with it. And they say that kind of universally, no, it doesn't matter where you are as a shooter. It's, it gives you something positive uh, to, to work with. So how so it boils it down to a one out of a hundred? Yeah. So the maximum score is a hundred, um, and and it's basically except for I have a couple of long distance shots that are to the eye. They go out to 15, 15 yards, and it's to the eye box, and those are two points each. But everything else is one hole in the paper, one round in the in the paper gives you one point, and it tells you exactly where you are. If you want to compare yourself to your buddy great. If you want to compare yourself to the best person who's done the test yet, great. If you want to compare how you did a month ago, let's let's do that too. Wow. And it's timed? So parts of it are timed and parts of it are untimed. And uh, that's a that's a that's a part of it is that it's not all high stress from the holster. And I tell actually a lot of probably a majority of the students that I take through the test is I tell them, listen, you get bonus points for going fast, but you don't get points for not putting rounds on target. Hmm. So the first time you do it, ignore the clock. Just forget the bonus points for going fast and just hit the target. That's what matters. Interesting. So is it uh, if you if you miss, so can you get a hundred holes and 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 uh, and under time? It ends up being seventy nine holes. You take seventy nine shots for the for the test, and then your bonuses you get uh, you get twenty one bonus points for speed. Oh, wow. And does, if you miss, but can you make up a shot? No, no. It's, it's you, you, If you take five shots and you get four holes, you got four points. Wow. Okay. That's awesome, man. Maybe. So, and, and now it's, it's like, I'm sorry. Okay. Now, so now you have a, like an apples to apples comparison. Yeah, exactly. And, and I've, I've taken, I, 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 I frankly, I, I R&D'd this, robbed and duplicated this from so many other instructors and I've taken so many other instructors uh, tests and it's like okay in this section you multiply it times two and then divide it by three point seven five and then um, if the sun is in this position you add an extra five points and I just wanted to make it simple I wanted to be able to, everyone to be able to figure this out that's cool man that's yeah. very cool yeah and I want people to be able to do this without without me and Alicia uh, to be able to get a couple targets and then and then uh, uh, figure it out on their own so what's your what's your typical score so I've uh, I haven't hit a hundred yet. Um, that was I, be my question. I, yeah, <laughs> I did hit ninety-seven once. Oh, so, but I didn't hit a hundred. Has anybody hit a hundred? Nobody's hit a hundred yet. Wow! So, challenge. Yeah, my wife's got the highest female score so far. Ooh. What was hers? Uh, Ninety-one. Wow, that's awesome. I'm tempted to come up Al- there to Wildemar and see you. Alicia's gonna get the, the next highest female score. <laughs> but that's another thing too is you don't have to do it with us. Um, well, I want to though. You can. I'd love to have you. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll have you anytime. But what it allows people to do is is you don't have to have you don't have to pay me a couple bucks to do this. You can order a couple targets, get the free curriculum, uh, mm-hmm. and take it wherever and whenever you want to do it. And then and I'm looking at the scorecard. You can go back. So each of these. There are 10 tests, and you can go back and see, all right, you know, test whatever. Test number three and number six, that's where I really messed up. That's, yeah. That's where I and, – and you can look back and like, well, test three is testing 
whatever. Yeah, and I've I've had a couple. Let's say Alicia wants to adopt this as, as one of her things. It, it, I've had a a couple of other instructors take it. I love this. I want to take it. I want to. What do I pay you? Nothing. Just do it. It's ha- have fun with it. And um, and so Alicia looks at it and she says, Hey, any instructor is going to be able to analyze this really well. Hey, you you, you did really good here. You know where you had problems with was your mm-hmm. malfunctions your reloads and your holster draw. So here's the things that I want you to work on between now and when we see each other a month from now, and we'll analyze those things. It gives uh, it gives a section for the instructor to write notes. You need help in this area, you're deficient in this area, but your score is gonna tell you that as well. And any any good instructor is gonna be able to be able to look at this and say, yeah, I can see where you need help and, and we'll work with you on that. That's awesome. How long have you been doing this? Uh, we started this about eight months ago. Um, started working on the targets about a year ago and been rolling it out ever since and uh, had a lot of instructors uh, take it and kind of be guinea pigs with it and they liked it. Did you have to go through different iterations or you pretty much nail it right off the top? Nailed the target right off the top. I've, I've adjusted the uh, I've adjusted the test itself uh, a couple times. Uh, and so you'll see in the bottom of the, the, bottom of the, um, the test itself, it says version... Um, versions Jan- July 18th, 2023 or something like that. Uh, there's been about seven versions of the test that I've tweaked a couple things. It's a pretty fun, this, look, this looks fun too. Well, I love, and I love that you have, a, like you mentioned, you have a grading rubric in there. So like you said, anybody can go online and get this and they can apply it. And I love that you can, you. I mean, if you want to make it fun and compete with someone else, great. But you can also just, it, it, you know, that which gets, you know, they say that which gets measured gets worked upon. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of see your growth because sometimes that growth is hard to see. When it's gradual, we don't notice it and we can get discouraged. But you here you have a measurable way to kind of visibly see your, your growth and your improvement. I think that's really beneficial. Yeah. What I've seen a, a lot of people that have come to me after shooting for four or five years and they just kind of get bored with uh, shooting holes in, in targets from 15 yards away and, and just gets the same old thing. And you have no way of, of measuring yourself, like mm-hmm. you said. All right. Hey, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM Ninety-six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Hey, if you listen to Gun Owners Radio, you know I feel about current government and financial systems. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money with precious metals like gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we're partnered with the top-rated precision metal company, Goldco, because reputation matters. Gold Co. is a six-time Inc. 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, and they've helped uh, folks like you and me place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now, they're offering gun owner radio supporters up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Grab your phone today and give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. Give Gold Co. a cost at 855, give them a call at 855-612-6354. That's 855-612-6354. And tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. All right, we're talking to Mike Pettengill from Personal Protection Academy. He's down here from Wildemar talking about his 
his uh, aptitude test that he came up with. But first, I want to ask you, who was Clinton Keith? <laughs> That's a that's a good question. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Where where Mike's going with this? That's the street of which our business is on. Yeah, and I have no clue. I don't know. Clinton. It sounds like a country music guy. I, I feel like within seconds, if we stall long enough, Alicia is going to have the answer. <laughs> All right, Alicia, come back to us with exactly who is Clinton Keith. So, okay, you came up with this aptitude test. I think it's really really awesome. Are you familiar with the FBI's test? Yeah, yeah, it's a good test. And what did like what what did that not have that made you come up with this test? So I, here's what I have, uh, here's what I did, not just the FBI test, but um, you name the shooting test, mm-hmm. I've done it. If it's on the interwebs, I've done it. Uh, and I, I love to analyze it. And, and it's not that this is the gold standard of tests, but I, it was like every test that I've ever taken doesn't cover as much as I think it needs to cover for a good defensive shooter, right? Um, Which is what? Talk about that. Well, a little bit of everything. You've got to have marksmanship, okay? If you've got to take a hostage shot, you've got to be able to hit an eye box at 15 yards. Um, If you have uh, malfunctions, you've got to do that quick and get back in the fight. If you need emergency reloads, you've got to do that and get back in the fight. But also, can you come from your holster quickly? Um, can you identify uh, multiple targets that don't have a pattern? Um, uh, can you know? And, and so that's what we're doing here. Is we're we're what we're trying to do is is say, let's find something that tests every aspect of what you would need as a defensive shooter. So this test also tests malfunction clearances and uh, reloads. Yeah, for sure. So you have a section that you have to do uh, type one malfunction uh, for time, type two malfunction for time, type three malfunction for time. You also have a section where you have to do uh, emergency reload for time, tactical reload for time. Uh, then uh, it's going to give you a lot of areas that a lot of shooters have just never played with. Oh, that's that's cool. And then once you have this, you, you basically analyze, all right, here's where you're lacking. Let's work on this. Yeah. I think yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun with it. <clears throat> I think that that takes, uh, uh, that takes a very motivated and analytical instructor to not just come up with a test, but come up with such a functional and purposeful test. Yeah, my 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 wife is is the brains, the beauty, and and pretty much anything good about our business. But <laughs> but uh, um, what I, I'm a very ar- arithmetic kind of guy. Uh, don't please don't read that as I'm good at math. I just think very uh, linearly, and and it's like what can we chart in my ability? How can we give my ability a mathematical score? And then how what can we say about that score? So you like you like spreadsheets. You're the kind of guy oh, oh man, there it is right there oh, in the sweet yeah. spot. Pie charts, <laughs> me and Kamala Harris Venn diagrams. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you are you good with spreadsheets? Because I, I may have just uh, I might abuse our relationship if you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sadly I am. I, I love that stuff. All right, right I bet you you're gonna, and, you're gonna you just open yourself up to many calls of <laughs> hey man, how does this one formula work? <laughs> it's all control C control V. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, how do you how do you how do you teach how do you personally teach uh, malfunctions uh, or malfunction clearances? Do you do you do it uh, the front sight way or do you have something different? Uh, there's not a lot of uh, variations you can do. I was a I was an instructor out at front sight uh, for a while and uh, had a, a 
big boy membership uh, given to me by my father-in-law uh, almost 20 years ago. And so a lot of this is influenced by FrontSight. But when it comes to um, when it comes to fixing your malfunctions, it's a lot of it comes down to tap, tap rack flip and just, just move on. And, uh, I deviated if you, if you're familiar with the front sight way, uh, I deviated on type threes pretty, pretty aggressively and kind of went a little bit more towards the NRA way. If you know that it's shoving your, shoving your magazine under your armpit mm. is the NRA way. And, uh, it, it makes it smell great. And, uh, but it's as opposed to dropping your mag and seeing if you have a another mag, why don't you just retain your mag? And then the way I used to retain my mag at front sight was I put it in my pinky. Well, not everybody's got monster hands like I do. And so I just, I, when I am working with students, I encourage them just, just put it in your armpit, put it in your, if you're right-handed, put it in your right armpit. I have another question along that line. Oh. Malfunctions or stoppages? What's the correct, what's the terminology that you prefer? Malfunction. Right. Why? Why ask that? Interesting question. So, well, okay, so some people kind of have get a burr about that, that, sure. that you know, malfunction actually technically, if you kind of look at the definition, a malfunction is technically going to be some type of mechanical failure of the gun, whether it be like a spring pop or, you know, or, or something mechanically and, uh, incorrect. And, and that, you know, what we think of as malfunctions, like a failure to feed, you know, all those things, those are in, in, in these people's minds is a, is a stoppage. So they all really. And so I just, it, it comes down to semantics. That? Oh, What's that? Yeah, gosh. some people do. I was just curious. We that, are so good at making <laughs> oh, yeah. mountains out of molehills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that. You know, and you know why? That's because nine millimeters better than forty-five. <laughs> actually, you got to start with <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We we uh, uh, we do a lot. Uh, our business is a lot with social media, and here's the formula. Happy to put it out there ask a stupid question that gun guys will fight over <laughs> and they come back to your TikToks and your and your Instagrams yeah. and your reels over and over and over again. Pedantic. I think yeah. that's the term. <laughs> yeah. Pedantic. We are the most pedantic people. Yeah. Anyway, um you know the type 3 the only thing I didn't like about the way they taught it is I felt like they should have they they had like uh, what 12 steps or something like that. Check lock strip, rack rack rack, insert rack. And I, so I believe that that sounds close. I, I, I felt right. I felt that they should have broken it down into three, uh, three steps with steps inside the steps because they were asking people to memorize the whole thing, and I, I felt like you should have like look, uh, it should be broken down into you know analyze uh, and then uh, you know get the, get the get it out you know get the get the uh, the malfunction cleared and then reload the gun. And then within those steps, there are steps to do each of those. But I, I would get lost in 14 steps or however Kind of think of yeah. almost like you can kind of frame the big picture. Yeah. With, you know, and with, with a bigger concept. And then from there, the, the baby steps are easier to. Yeah, I felt yeah. it was more yeah. thoughtful. Pieces of the pie. Yeah. There you go. But other than that, I mean, you know, the actual function. And I think I, I always stuck mine under my arm, too, because, you know, uh, it, it just. Uh, no, I like the smell. I'm gonna be <laughs> no, I, it just was easier. I mean, so as opposed to, I have short fingers, uh-huh. so trying to hold on to a mag and you know blah blah blah, I just stick it under my arm. Yeah, it's Don't it's it. yeah. Frankly, you put it in your mouth. Who cares? I mean, other than the whole <laughs> other than the whole lead thing, it's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the one of the things that I talk to people about, and this is going to be another one. Uh, um, isosceles or Weaver. And what I what I what I tell my students is I don't care. It doesn't matter. What whatever you don't do, don't grab on to somebody's way, the way, and become so 
ingrained in that that when the do- dookie hits the fan that uh that you're you're wait wait where, where, where should my feet be how should my hands be so just shoot the gun <laughs> I, I, you know what i find i, I and I, I don't know if you're gonna like this or not i give people two rules one is I want your feet to have some type of base. So, you know, take that shoulder with base, make it what you want. Isosceles weaver, I don't care, but you need to have a base to your feet. And from there, I like your your upper body forward of center. Don't do not do that butt suck and lean the upper body back. Lean into it. Yeah, there, yeah. And I, and I kind of let people, I encourage them, make it your own. But I try to give that framework. Yeah, I, I describe it to my students as a, as a toolbox. Yep. Um, take take something from Alicia, take something from Pettengill, take something from Schwartz, take something from your next instructor, and then take f- something from Gunsight and something from SIG Academy, and then make it your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't become a, a, a devotee of some of some instructor. I tell my students, please mm-hmm. don't just come to me. Go to someone else. Oh, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Everybody listening, the first five people who go to the website. What's the website? HandgunAptitudeTest.com. HandgunAptitudeTest.com. Now, the first first thing you have to do is know spell how to spell right. aptitude. <laughs> That's the first test in this test. Go there, download this, take the test, and the first five people who email Gun Owners Radio or San Diego County Gunner, you just get us your score sheet, scan it, and send us your score sheet. Uh, we'll, give you a, uh, we'll give you a shirt. We'll give you a shirt and some stickers. Because uh, I want to, I want, I want. I think this is great. I want, I want to get people uh, doing this. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, no, that's good. And here's, here's what we do: is is handgun aptitude test. Mm-hmm. Acronym is, of course, is HAT. No. Uh, and for people who get above a certain score, we give them a hat that says HAT on it. <laughs> We're pretty excited about that. <laughs> well, okay, let's be serious. I'm excited. My wife thinks it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, folks, let's go. Gun owners radio. FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. Hey, have you ever wanted to learn how to fly and get a pilot's license? Well, hey, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. And you can learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. You can check out the deal just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor. Yes, you can fly. And normally that's $400, but for listeners, that's going to be 350 You need to get started today. It's easy. Just give them a call at 858 858- Five six nine one eight two two. Learn to fly with SDFTI. That's eight five eight five six nine one eight two two. All right, Mike. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And also, you are a uh, sponsor at Gun Prom, aren't you? Yes, sir. It's my uh, my challenge to all other firearms instructors is Personal Protection Academy has a champagne table. Do you? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so nice. much. I truly appreciate it. You jumped in early too, man. I appreciate that very, very yeah, much. Yeah, you guys are awesome. If you guys don't know, September 16th is Gun Prom. So go to gunprom.com, buy your tickets. You can buy an individual ticket for $150. That comes with a $50 uh, opportunity drawing packet. Or you can sponsor a table like Studley Mike here did. Um, both are appreciated, and uh, uh, it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be a very, very, very good time. Shaping up to be a good time. And you only have... Uh, well, it's not even two weeks. It, it's uh, a week from 
Friday, uh, which I think is the 8th, September 8th is when we stop selling. No more tickets after September 8th, which I believe is, is a week from Friday. So yeah. not the end of this week, the end of that, next week, you're done. Cannot sell any more tickets after the 8th. So go, go do it. Um, thanks, Mike. Sincerely appreciate your participation. Coming all the way down, bringing your lovely wife, doing a table. I think it's awesome. Thank Love you. it. You guys are worth it. All right. Now it's Miller time. So everybody. <laughs> it's not every, Bud Light? <laughs> no. I don't know anybody named Bud Light. Anyway, um, the uh, uh, those of you who don't know, Jim Miller is on the Cajon Valley School Board out in El Cajon area. And he is a founding board member of San Diego County Gun Owners. He's an attorney. He is a scholar. He is an athlete. He is a really great guy. I consider him a, a friend. I hope he considers me a friend as well because I have so much respect for him. He's such a great man. And he is the Miller in the Miller case. Now, the Miller case is the case that's going to get rid of the assault weapons ban, which, of course, assault weapon is a bogus term. Uh, it's actually just a ban on normal semi-automatic rifles, long guns, actually, um, in California. So the Miller case is going to get rid of that. Um, even before the Bruin case, it's kind of interesting. The Bruin case, uh, oh, a couple of years, year and a half, something like that, before the Bruin case even happened, or uh, the deci- Bruin decision happened, um, Judge Benitez, St. Benitez, ruled in our favor and said, yeah, you're right, this assault weapons ban here in California is not constitutional. It was really interesting. I was actually in the courtroom, and uh, they wouldn't let you take pictures in a, you know, in a federal court. In fact, I was messing around on my phone, and the bailiff came storming over. He was not happy. Um, so they, won't let you, they wouldn't let you take pictures. But in my mind, in, the, in, in my head, inside my head, um, the uh, Benitez, uh, I, I wanted to take a picture of Benitez because he asked. He said, you know, look, I'm, I'm not a gun guy. Um, I really want to see what exactly are we talking about here. And so uh, security went to their armory and brought him an AR pattern rifle, you know, um, and uh, he inspected it from the bench. And I thought, man, that would be it's such a cool picture. <laughs> Seeing <laughs> Benitez inspect yeah. an AR at the bench. Um, anyway, um, that is the first time in U.S. history that a federal judge has said these assault weapons are, are, are unconstitutional. Uh, of course, he had to, you know, uh, it got sucked up into an en banc and blah, blah, blah. A couple years later, the Bruin decision happened, and it was pretty much cut and paste from the Miller decision. Uh, the Miller the Miller decision that uh, Benitez uh, wrote was very much based on, on text and history and tradition. Um, and I think he did that on purpose. You know, I think he wrote this thing. Um, in uh, in anticipation of what what Bruin was 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 going to bring to the table, and sure enough, Bruin Bruin decision happened, and uh, the courts uh, the night or the Supreme Court basically said, "Hey, you need to relook at this thing," because it was kind of tied up, and the uh, Ninth Circuit kicked it back to Benitez and said, "Hey, let's let's uh, relook at this thing." So they had you know um, they had him come in and and uh, both sides and. We've been waiting for the decision ever since. I honestly, I was telling people last December, any day now. And I don't know. People keep asking me, well, you know, what, what's the holdup? Like, mm-hmm. what are we waiting for? I honestly don't know. Um, much smarter people than I have some theories. Um, but even they're kind of going, gee, I don't know. We're scratching our head. You know, maybe he's 
you know, he's really making sure that this thing's going to stick. But we did have a development the other day. Um, the Giffords group, which is an anti-gun group uh, named after uh, Gabby Giffords. Um, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition announced the judge challenged, the judge in our lawsuit challenging California's assault weapon ban denied Giffords' motion to file an amicus brief today. You can learn more by clicking here, et cetera, et cetera. So the Giffords lost, or the Giffords Center said, hey, we want to do an amicus brief, which basically means we want to weigh in on this. We want to put our opinion in on this. And uh, the judge said, nope, there's no need for that. <laughs> there's absolutely no need for that, which I hesitate to get too excited. Um, you know, I, I never want to count chickens uh, before the uh, eggs hatch, but I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, if if uh, the judge says says no, we've thanks for your efforts, but no thanks. Yeah, I, I think uh, we're moving in the right direction, especially with uh, Judge Benitez. I think so too. Alicia, are you excited? Absolutely. What are you going to do? Let's say it, it's finalized. <laughs> uh-huh. Assault weapons ban gone. What's the first thing you do? Take off that fin. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, baby Jesus, take off the fin. Take off that fin. You know, it, it's there, so some of these these features that they implemented as part of as part of this and the assault weapons is it has made so many of these ARs now, in my opinion, unsafe. You know, the the way that you uh, the way to kind of to be compliant with the law, you you have to separate and break your upper and your lower. Well, depending on the mechanism in which you do it, you actually have not rendered your uh, your firing pin inactive, and act- some of them actually can still fire while you're breaking that action. That that fin, um, unless you have an ambidextrous, ambidextrous safety, uh, actually makes it more challenging and, and, and depending on your configuration, unsafe. You can't engage that safety in a reasonable fashion. Trying to disengage it, you have to kind of fumble at some point. And so some of these features have actually had the opposite effect, made them so unsafe it's, I, it's, it's and frustrating. The, the, the folks like Juggernaut Tactical and those guys that have come up with the, 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 the different mechanisms that make it easier, which the state of California hates, mm-hmm. that makes it easier to separate your firearm, they've, they've actually made it safer. It's, it's the state of mm-hmm. California that made it unsafe. It's like right. you take somebody who, who's not an armorer, who doesn't know the inside of the guts of a gun, and say, okay, now you're going to separate your gun like it was intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- now you're gonna you're gonna put your your uh, sweaty hands all over some very intricate, detailed mechanisms that you should have, should have no business touching. I agree. I think that I had a fin on mine for a while. I, the, the thumb shelf made a big difference for me. Made it better, um, and of course the ambi safety. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think they had to like install it upside down or something like that. <laughs> or, you know, so that the yeah. it was so you could hit it with your thumb and. Such a dumb charade. It forces people to get creative, and and it's it, it, the, the creative people are going to find a workaround. It's let it let it be as it's intended to be. Let it be safe. Let it be functional. You're by by creating a, a desire for people that that need to kind of find these workarounds. You're creating some unsafe conditions, and. Uh, well, I thought it was interesting. I don't know why some anti-gun group or this late in the game would try to weigh in on this. I don't know kind of ridiculous fundraising yeah i'll bet you're right i'll bet you're right yeah david we get once we get this thing struck down are we buying you an ar you and me they're going to appeal it well of no, course they are i, think they are. I mean well, i mean once once it's final 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 mm-hmm. if i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> you know how long i mean these people are dead set yeah 
right or wrong to make every gun go away. So no matter, you know, we go two steps forward, they push us three back. You go two steps forward because they've got a lot of people in government that are on their side. I agree. The only thing is it really does feel like, you know, there was a lot. There were a lot of things leading up to Bruin. There's been a kind of a, a, a flurry of activity, not just legally, but, you know, politically. And, and I proudly count San Diego County gun owners as part of that. Um, but it feels like since Bruin, it's uh, it's two steps forward for us, one step back. You know, where, where like you said, it, it was definitely, you know, a step forward, two steps back. But it really does feel like, and it, it seems like things are going, you know, I, I tell people for the first time in uh, whatever, 15 years, uh, I, I feel like I can see a, a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. So let me ask you this, because I'm not a legal scholar. How many times can they? How many times can they appeal it before they can't appeal anymore? Well, that's a good question. So, um, and and the the answer the answer is it kind of depends on on the path it goes. But the 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 definitive answer is if it gets back up into the Supreme Court and they have to weigh in on it, that's it. Then you know, that's it. Supreme Court done. Okay. So All it right. depends on you know they don't have to they can't go to another jurisdiction because it's. You know, this one didn't work, so let's go over here to this one, or let's go over here to this one, because we got fifty states. I mean, I, right? No, I, I once it gets up to that Supreme Court, done. And I, I don't know what I don't know is, um, you know, the Supreme Court already said, hey, that Miller case, take another look. So I don't think it's a matter of it's not like we're it's a fresh new case, right? You know, they're already aware of it. They already said, hey, take another look. So, in other words, if, if they appeal it, yeah. goes to the Supreme Court and said, you didn't do anything. It's the same thing. My, my thought is, and I'm not a legal scholar either, but once the next decision comes out, it's done. I think that the, they, the Supreme Court will have their back, and then that'll be that. So, we'll see, though. Yeah. All right. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, the fight for the Second Amendment is always happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county level to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro-gun candidates elected. So you need to help and become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join 
or you're in or if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com slash join. And join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. All right, everybody, subscribe and win. Let's talk about who won what here. So if you subscribe to our email list, you could win some cool swag. This week's winner is Robert, I think that's Crone, K-R-O-H-N. Is that how you pronounce that? K-R-O-H-N. Sounds good to me. Congratulations, Robert. Email prizes at gunnersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or hat. I'd go with hat, Robert. I like our hats. i got to tell you. My big noggin. Still, it, it fits. Free training for members. Enter to win free intro to firearms class from Stronghold Dynamic. All you got to do is sign up at gunownersradio.com slash training for members. That's training the number four members. Oh, we got a winner. This is the big winner. We've been talking about this for a week, so we actually got a winner. So um, I guess you can still sign up. I got to talk to Rich about that. But here's the winner. Congratulations to winner Jerry Marcus. You win a free intro to firearms class. Yeah, from Stronghold Dynamic. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations, Jerry. All you got to do is email prizes at gunnersradio.com to claim your prize, or uh, I'm sure Rich will reach out to you. So, again, everybody, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to gunprom.com. Get your tickets. Gunprom.com is the Second Amendment celebration dinner. We've been doing it every year for, I think this is going to be, I think this is the seventh and eight years. Because COVID screwed everything up. That's going to, the, the, uh, the uh, you know, uh, the compulsive part of me, that's going to drive me nuts for the rest of my career. That we've been in business for a certain amount of years, but we've had one one fewer than that gun prop. It's going to drive <laughs> me absolutely batty for the rest so of my career. Two next year? Yeah, maybe we just do two. It's not, a, Alicia, <laughs> not a bad idea. Right. Not a bad idea. Um, anyway, gun prom, Second Amendment celebration dinner. Uh, we're we're going to have like 600 plus people there, 700 people there. Not quite sure. We're still getting tickets uh, sold. If you want to sponsor a table, uh, a champagne table is $3,000, and that comes with a huge package of opportunity tickets, and it comes with champagne. It comes with uh, an emphasis on, on advertising. Uh, whoever you are, whatever your business is, whatever your logo is, um, and, uh, it comes with a nice special gift for all your, 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 your eight guests at the table. So by all means, if you're looking to make a splash, if you're really looking to reach out to the gun owner world, get a champagne table, wine table, also a table of eight that is $1,600 and uh, it comes with wine. Uh, you get mentioned, but the mention isn't as big as the champagne table. Um, and, uh, still fun food, folks, all kinds of cool stuff. Or an individual ticket is $150, and that comes with a $50 opportunity package, um, uh, a ticket package, I should say. So we are gonna we're gonna have a bunch of guns. Uh, you're gonna get to see some really really cool guns. Gunfighter Tactical. Gunfighter Tactical always blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, this year they showed me a KSG, a Caltech KSG, which is the cool. Two ammo tube, twelve gauge shotgun, bullpup yeah, shotgun. Mm-hmm. I love my KSG. In fact, I bought my KSG from uh, from Gunfighter Tactical. They customized it all out. Uh, it's red, white, and blue, and it's got a San Diego <laughs> County Gun Owners logo on it. Nice. Yeah, those guys are the absolute best. Um, 
Uh, and then uh, a bunch of other, there's going to be a bunch of other guns, a bunch of other guns, which I'm always, always really, really touched by that people do that. We're going to have our silent auction. Mike Ivey always brings all kinds of cool stuff. Um, the uh, sports memorabilia, the movie memorabilia, always a big, it's, it, I, I kind of like, it. even if you're not going to bid on anything, it's kind of cool to see that stuff. Yeah. And he rotates it in. Um, so you get to see stuff all throughout. It's almost like a little mini museum at, at gun prom. Um, we're, uh, and then, of course, we're going to have the live auction. Live auction should be really, really cool. Scott Sherman, who is uh, – he ran for mayor. He was on the city council in San Diego. Such a good guy. Um, universally liked. Um, good, solid Second Amendment dude. He's got a uh, – he's got a uh, – what's the thirty caliber that runs through a thirty caliber carbine? You remember? It's like a thirty. Anyway, whatever that round is that runs through the car, the uh, the carbine, the thirty caliber carbine, the World War Two yeah, M1A carbine. It's like this little tiny uh, thirty caliber. It looks like a little little tube of lipstick. He's got a revolver that runs a thirty caliber That's revolver. Cool. Yeah, um, Scott Sherman, great guy. He is. We're gonna auction. He's in one of the many auction items. We're gonna um, live auction him off. He's got a beautiful boat. He's gonna take whoever the winner is tuna fishing. So you get to go out in the ocean with Scott, um, and he's gonna you're gonna bring home some beautiful fish. Um, I think he'll even help you clean it. Um, anyway, thank you, Scott Sherman. He's also a, a table sponsor and just a really really good dude. We have an African safari. We have a South American fishing trip um, on the Black River. A dove trip also close to Black Black River in in South America. Uh, I think we're gonna do a Kentucky bourbon tour. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. You're going to get to what you could, you could, uh, take over Gunner's radio. Um, anyway, the live auction is going to be very, very cool. Oh, uh, you get to jump out of a plane with a seal or a swick guy. I, th- I think it includes the parachute. You might have to pay extra, <laughs> but at least you get to go jump out of the plane. Um, so that should be really, really cool. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, anyway, so gunprom.com, go to gunprom.com, September 16th join us it should be a very very good time so everybody's got their tickets right dave bought a table because you're awesome and mike we're talking about how you're a table sponsor uh alicia you got your tickets right working with desi working with desi i gotta get my tickets uh pretty sure they won't let me in without a ticket so anyway should be a good time it'll be fun this isn't your first is it mike no sir you you went last year yes sir went uh last uh last two last two iterations oh nice how do we do? Uh, good, man. It was awesome. I mean, the reality is, is it's worth the price of admission just to walk around and look at that the cool swag, man. That you can get <laughs> that you can get in all the raffle prizes and everything. Man, oh man. You know, so you're a political guy. Yeah. In a in a former life, you were yeah. a political dude. Yep. And uh, you're a gun guy. Yep. Poli sci uh, poli sci undergrad, and then worked in the state senate for about twelve years. So you went to your fair share of rubber chicken dinners, political dinners, right? Uh, yeah, sadly, yes. And you've probably gone to a number of like uh, of uh, you know uh, gun dinners, like fundraising for for know. sure. Yeah, I tried to make this dinner halfway in between with the best parts of both. You know, because some of those political dinners, man, I mean, it was like it was so boring, painful, you know? painfully mm-hmm. boring. But still classy and nice and, you know, respectable. And some of the gun dinners, a little too carnival, you know. So I tried to hit a, I tried to hit like a middle ground, like a sweet spot. Did I, did I, 
mission accomplished, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it was good uh, compared to political political events and gun events. Yeah, man, uh, top of the top of the top tier on 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 comparing it to those. Now you're not setting the bar real high. You got to <laughs> compare it to something that's a little bit better quality. But yeah, no gun gun problems are awesome. You guys, if you guys haven't been, make this your first gun problem. It, it, it's a it's a real cool event. You're gonna have fun, and it's a good date night. Yeah, you're, for you're, sure. Your wife's bringing you, right? Absolutely. Are you bringing uh, bringing the hubs? I'm gonna bring them. He'll be there. Good. Yeah. Then, then it's a party. It's a party. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, cool. Well, um, I'm looking forward to um, and uh, yeah. Again, gunprom.com. I think it's time for a commercial, Dave. You got it. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? Well, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what is free? To sign up, go to notmesd.org. Sheriff Collender's daughter is going to reach out to Desi. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sheriff Collender's daughter. How'd yeah. that happen? Met her at KUSI. Yeah? And What was know, she talking about? Uh, she's got a program that she's doing that I'm not, I wasn't, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. But Collender unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Yeah, she's really upset that she wanted her dad's gun. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, somehow... They lost it. They lost his gun, his ser- like his service gun. Oh, so you know, you know, somebody stole. I it. know. Yeah, thanks a lot. She's guys. not a happy camper, but she was very excited about the Not Me program. So, well, that's fantastic. Well, if well, uh, she was I'm, bragging that she shoots. No, oh, I. Uh, you know, I said, but you haven't been to the Not Me program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, speaking of the not me, I had an interesting case that that came across my my uh, as an ambassador, something that came across me, and I didn't realize. That, and I've actually had it come up twice, which made, you know, once it could be a fluke. Two, yeah. I'm like, you know what, we need to say something. So women who, as part of the application process, mm-hmm. and men or women, this applies across the board, as part of that application process, you do have to disclose contact with law enforcement, right? You know, your auto yeah. accidents, your tickets, you have to kind of disclose. And I've had this come up, like I said, now twice. Women that hesitated did not put in their application because that question scared them off. They both had been victims of domestic violence. They were the victim. Hmm. And they feared that disclosing that would make them ineligible to get their permit. Hmm. And that never would have crossed my mind as something that would hold somebody back. But yeah. for them, they thought that they wouldn't be approved. And I th- and, and it was great. I'm glad that they reached out through Not Me and then that I was able to come across them. And, I'm, and, I, and through a conversation, e- even if we were still before pre-Bruin, that right there would be fuel for you to be front of the line. Right. It doesn't work against you. So just if so, if you're out there, man or woman doesn't matter. If you've been the victim of a crime and that question has kind of pushed you off or made you think that you, you're uncomfortable with the process, don't be. Don't be. Education. That's Absolutely. awesome. So they they move forward, both of them. Yep, they both put in their application. Yep. Yeah, that's a reason to get your CCW. Absolutely, absolutely. Not a and, and, to it, deny and it, yeah, and, and and it didn't occur to me that somebody would be put off by that when they are on that side of a situation. 
and for them they were. Well, for the most part, with the background check, uh, the way it works basically in all of California now is if you can legally own the gun, you're going to be able to pass the background check. I can't, I can't guarantee that in every single situation, but for the most part, that's the message and that's, what's, that's what we're seeing in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone can legally own the gun, if they can go to a store, pass the background check there, buy the gun, own the gun legally, um, they should be able to pass the background check uh, with, with CCWs. The, the only kind of exception is if you lie. Right. If you lie and, and don't, or, or and some, you know, lie, a lie of omission is the same as, as a lie too. So if you don't tell them right. X, Y, and Z, or you you withhold information mm-hmm. like that, then you may not pass the background check. One of the one of the sheriffs explained it to me uh, the best that that topic exactly is is if you had something that happened twenty, twenty five, thirty years ago, and you don't talk about it, mm-hmm. and there was no record, there's no issues, then you possibly did something 20 to 25 years ago if you lie about it or omit it today you're a liar today hmm. and and that speaks to your character is what it's is how it's been mentioned to me from a couple of sheriffs yeah it's a good way of putting it it's a good way of putting it i know there have been a couple of situations where somebody it was kind of one of these well i didn't know they wanted to know about that you mm-hmm. know and so the the rule of thumb i've come up with is if you've had any official interaction with courts or law enforcement at any time in your whole life, mm-hmm. disclose. Right. Um, and and then usually you know, usually when I say that I'm in front of a class, mm-hmm. and then somebody you know somebody you can kind of see someone like starting to put their hand up, and then I say and if and if anyone asks me, <laughs> well, what about this specific situation? I'm going to tell you yes. yes. If you are asking me about it, then they are going to want to know about it. And you know the and. It, also, to a, a tip, and, and a tip is that when you do that application, there's an opportunity to upload a document. If you feel that you are yep. wanting to kind of get in front of it, there's an opportunity for you to do a quick write-up to explain and to include that as part of your application should you choose to. I had a really cool experience, actually, last week. Desi and I, uh, this is not me uh, experience. There's an organization, actually, that I, I patterned uh, San Diego County Gun Owners after in a lot of ways. I took a little bit from, from a few different organizations, but I took a lot from um, an organization called the Lincoln Club, mm-hmm. which is also a PAC. Um, but um, they, uh, Lincoln Club is, is not Second Amendment. They are uh, like a business, like a business, right? Business. Rich Republicans. <laughs> yeah, rich Republicans. <laughs> and usually they're rich because they owned a business. Um, so it's kind of taxes and business regulations, it's kind of their emphasis, but like you said, it's just rich Republicans. They put, put their money, but, uh, they also, uh, they decided, Hey, as an organization, we want to benefit some 501 C threes, some charities, um, which there is, you know, not me. California is a 501 C three. So we were nominated and, uh, voted unanimously to include, be included in, in this, uh, uh, this event that they had. And I think we were one of, I think, eight uh, eight, eight groups that got mm-hmm. voted in. And there were a lot of really cool groups. We got to go to the Bally High, and there was we set up a table, and then it was something like 75 of their members um, came and basically went around and, you know, spoke to each, you know, hey, hey what do you do? Give me your, your elevator speech. Um and uh, they had some really amazing uh, charities there. There were charities that benefited, you know, homeless and and uh, um, 
some others. It, it was really amazing. And I, I'd be totally frank, I, I never know how this is going to go over. I never know how Not Me is going to go over with the general public, I guess, hmm. you know? Um, you know, because it's guns, number one. Number two, it's very direct, you know? it's we're not We're not giving away rape whistles, you know what I mean? And we're not... Well, gee, some best practices are, no, if you're a woman and, uh, you know, in order to combat uh, sexual assault and uh, domestic violence, if you're a woman, um, uh, mainly if you're a woman, it, we will, uh, you know, find a, a woman who's a trained volunteer and she will help you get training. She will help you get a gun. And she will help you get a permit. That's pretty no nonsense. Right. You know, so I never really quite know how that's going to go over with the general public. They loved it. Everybody that came by was like, oh, wow. You know, kind of this, you know, like, all right, what's this all about? Mm -hmm. You know, and then when we explained the intricacies like I just did, it was kind of this, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. You know, and not a single, everybody was interested. Everybody thought it was great. Everybody, you know, thought it was wonderful, wanted to know more, sign up, you know, my wife, my whoever, my sister, he needs to be a part of this. So it was, it was cool. It's nice to be, you know, uh, in, in a group like that and uh, not be the, you know, the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> So it was cool. It was very cool. Yeah, and there's so much about it. It, it. It's it's you're strengthening, you're encouraging, and and you're protecting. And and really, what is the drawback? What is the negative to that? We're not we're not giving away guns irresponsibly, right? We're we're encouraging women to go out to protect themselves, to defend themselves, to be trained appropriately and properly, and to and to fit them to the right gun that's right for them. And there's uh, there is no drawback. What could they say? There's you no know? drawback. It's nice to ask uh, ask people who oppose something like that to say if 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 you have an an aggressor who can out bench press their victim three to one, what would your solution be? Nine one one on speed dial or what, what? What other option would you come up with? And all I hear is, well, I don't know, just not guns. Yeah, it doesn't work for you. You know, the myth I hear a lot is, well, you're more likely to kill somebody you're in a relationship with. And you know, you know where that comes from? I actually learned where that, it's a myth. It's not accurate what they're saying. The way they're explaining it, it sounds like that if, if a woman purchases a firearm, then it increases uh, the likelihood. And not only does it increase the likelihood, there is a strong likelihood that that firearm will be used against her by a boyfriend. Right? When you hear that, that, mm -hmm. that myth, that seems to be what they're implying. John Lott, who's an economist, you guys know, we all know who John right. Lott is. Awesome guy. Yeah, more, more guns, less crime, right? Um, studied that, and what he found out was it was, it started by, uh, uh, from, it was, uh, it originated from the way the FBI report um, records crime. And what he found was that uh, this huge percentage of people who were killed with a gun had a relationship with the person who shot the gun. Okay, that seems to support the myth, Mike. Well, they were in a relationship, just like they said. Well, the way they define relationship is extremely broad. And the uh, example that uh, Lot uses is if you jump into a cab, okay, and you say, hey, take me to 45th and B Street, you know, for here's 20 bucks, you, you now you're in a relationship. You now have a financial relationship. There's a, a customer relationship there. So if you decide, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rob this taxi cab driver, that's the whole purpose for me getting into 
the cab, then, you know, and you shoot this cab driver, you've now shot somebody you're in a relationship with. So that's where that myth came from, is the way that, you know, and for the FBI, defining it that way was useful for whatever reason. But what they've done is they've used it to further their political agenda uh, rather than, you know, try to keep people safe. So anything other than someone jumping out of a dark alley and, and uh, crime, uh, crime of opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's where that came from. So usually they cite something. When I, when I, if there is any pushback, mm-hmm. it's usually some kind of myth like that, like that somehow having a firearm will make the situation more dangerous for the victim or will make the situation more complex rather than make it empowering for the victim and make the situation, uh, you know, it'll, it'll level the playing field. So there you go. Hmm. Huh. How about that? Hmm. How about that for interesting? So I think what we're going to do is here, in, uh, we're, we're headed towards a break, but we're going to talk about uh, the uh, biker bar shooting that happened in Orange County. Dave, you said you're familiar with the biker bar. We want to hear about what the, the biker bar a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the story and then uh, see if we can learn some things from it. All right, but first, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Got to make money somehow. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The, des- the design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. But your website just is looking great. But it's just not getting customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. So, but now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what to do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Visit sagetree.com, click on the schedule an appointment button, that's sagetree.com, and click on that schedule a call button. I just read the funniest tweet. This has nothing to do with guns, but you guys want to hear it? Sure. Of course. So, unfortunately, you, you, we all know who Bob Barker is. Yes. Sadly, he passed away, but long life, what a great guy. Great sense of humor, great dude, great career. Uh, passed away at, at 99. You, you all heard about, right? Yeah. Yep. So, here's the tweet. I don't know who this guy is, so I'm not going to give him any credit, but uh, it says, uh, I cannot believe Bob Barker lived as close to 100 as possible without going over. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> I have a feeling Bob would laugh at that hardest. Um, okay, so uh, what, what, two days ago there was a shooting at a biker bar. Tell us about this biker bar, Dave. Well, it, it's, it's world famous, actually. I mean, and it's uh, called Cook's Corner. Hmm. And it's where four roads come together, and a lot of biker clubs use that as a rendezvous before they head out into the desert or the mountains or what have you. Never really had a problem. It's kind of a kind of a neutral zone, neutral ground for bikers. <clears throat> but thanks to Alicia, who did some serious research, it really had nothing to do with the biking community. So, so let's talk about it. So, what there was biker a sh- community. there was a shooting over and and. Uh, um, there was a shooting at this bar. Well, it was two days ago, right? I think it was. It yeah. happened. What? Yeah. Friday, maybe three days ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, three, three, four days ago. Yeah. Three, four days ago, there was a shooting, and talk, talk about what happened. And Mark. that's during the week when Cooks is not that busy because Cooks is a weekend 
gathering. Yeah. So there's that's important to know that it's not like everybody was getting together. And it's for, a, you said it's in like East Orange County. Yeah, it's right off Lake Forest. Take Lake Forest off the five and head east. Oh wow, you can't miss it. It's a humongous, big white building. It's called Cook Corner. I wonder how a biker bar and it's been there for forever. Been there forever. Far I don't really, I don't really think of biker bars with, with, like Lake Forest. is kind of a nice little. Yeah, area. but you got to head. You I just say you take the exit, head east. Yeah, gotcha. So what happened? Give us a little rundown there, Alicia. So it, it occurred on the 24th. Yep. Uh, so we have a retired police sergeant mm. who had been estranged from his wife. It looks like he had relocated, I believe, to Ohio. And it just the, the, the articles that I'm finding state that he traveled from Ohio to where he, uh, he and his wife had resided and located his wife in this bar. It said she had a companion with her in the bar, which, of course, we all assumed would be a male. Um, but however, lower down in the article, it does state that it was a woman. Um, so she was at this bar with a companion, and uh, he went in, and first thing he did is he shot his estranged wife in the face. Jeez. Okay, so a retired cop, not Correct. a biker. Correct. Well, but well, maybe. Could have been a biker. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, that'd be it's weird. Weird for a, co- for a guy to retire for, as a cop and then go become a biker. Well, you know, there's a lot of motor officers. There's <laughs> lots of motor officers. Oh, okay. So he could have been a biker, been a biker but on, maybe not a bike gang. Not guy. an outlaw biker. Because okay. my dad was a hell's angel and became a biker. I think that's or became a cop, <laughs> or became a cop. He was a hell's angel. I think that's yeah, fascinating. Became, yeah, he became a cop. So, it you know, and motorcycles are motorcycles are motorcycles, just right. like guns are guns are guns. Don't make a difference who's shooting them. Okay, so his his estranged wife, which means they weren't yet divorced, but Correct. they were no longer together. Correct. But her it, partner, I mean, her, her companion was a female. Lower in the article, it does state that the companion was a female. I just thought it was interesting that so she the may not line. have been with another man. It doesn't sound like it, but I just found it was interesting that way that the, that the verbiage was was laid out in this article. What their relationship is, is not clear, um, but it, so he was he had worked for the Ventura uh, Department, hmm. and uh, he traveled, shot her in the face, um, and uh, it, and then he went. He had come in with two handguns. He went out to his vehicle to retrieve two more. He got one additional handgun and a shotgun. And there was a gentleman who approached him as he was attempting to get more guns from the car. And that gentleman was shot as well, Jeez. and uh, and so He's total stranger. Up, this guy, it, it, like, it appears so. Well, this is a it level so. of anger, right? That's really got some deep seated issues. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's way more to this story, but now we don't know who shot him. But, uh, he was shot by law enforcement who responded. So he he put off a number of rounds in the bar. Doesn't state how many rounds, at least not that I can find. Uh, the 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 companion to his wife was shot as and killed as well. Um, a number of other people in the bar were shot. I believe it was up to six. Well, if you figure you take two pistols and a shotgun yeah. to the bar and you have to go out and get more. Yeah. So that's not just, I caught you with another man and I right. shot you. Yeah, the, the the wife, it says she filed for divorce back in December. So clearly there were some issues. He was... And they have kids. Yeah, they do have so two adult grown children. Some, two agro, uh, a, adult, adult grown children, yeah. correct. So, I mean, the, the carnage that, I mean, you know, by no means is what I say that three dead and six wounded is a good outcome. But given the firepower that he had, and I would imagine the skills that he should have He's had as law enforcement, shot. he shouldn't be. Yeah, he you, you know, die. and I, I mean. It, Despite being a cop. Correct. And the bar, as you probably would imagine. A packed place with people. Packed with nobody, uh, nobody carrying a gun. Right. It doesn't state if he was using buckbird or slug, but, you know, a shotgun in a, in a packed tight room. Imagine the carnage, the oh potential. God. 
So let, let's let's go over it because Dave, you brought up a good point off the air. The, the, the you know the the waiting period. Obviously, there was no cooling down period. He didn't. Mm-hmm. So that didn't. That you had to cool. You had to cool from Ohio to California. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, it is illegal for anyone to carry in a bar uh, unless unless he's current law enforcement, which he isn't. He, he, right. But if you if you're a CCW person or even if you're not a CCW person, it is not legal to carry <laughs> in a bar at all. Correct. So he he carried in a bar that didn't help. Mm-hmm. All it did was prevent anybody that maybe could have defended themselves from defending themselves. Correct. So it it, it was a rage. There had to be a rage Absolutely. of some kind. Whether we find out about it, I don't know. Not to change the subject, did you hear about the bakery that refused to serve a police officer coffee while in uniform? No. Wow. Why? Because the the bakery stated that their company policy was they will never serve anybody in uniform that carries a gun. That so. carries it's, it's probably the, it was the gun part, not the not the uniform part. And, but but her, their business model says in a uniform and carrying a gun. So you have to be. I mean, if you just went in with a uniform, they'd probably be fine. I, I hope they don't get robbed anytime soon. Right. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> well, and, and that's well, the other thing is. Well, think is, of those bakeries that 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 had a hard time bake, that went with cakes cake for like for a LB. Lesbian. Right. Right, and look at the backlash that they received. And, right. and I've never even heard of this that you're talking about. Well, they're here. saying, okay, well, that's fine. Oh, they said, but if he comes in in his street clothes, mm-hmm. and all he wanted was a cup of coffee because he was working yeah. a double shift because they have no police in that town. So he was working overtime. And so now they're saying, okay, do you have that posted someplace? You know, because it says, you know, well, I have the right to refuse service, da 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 They had none of the above. And that's why that's why you're seeing uh, uh, police departments and sheriffs all over the country having difficult times getting getting cops to even apply. Yeah, and cops are taking early retirement. And why do you want to get in the industry? And, and they like don't that understand right it. It's just like, well, I just why don't they come to work for us? We're we're going to pay them. Well, yeah, but you don't crap on somebody and, and, and pay them forty grand a year and expect them to be happy. Yeah, the people who are supposed to be appreciative of your services are crapping all over you. Terrible. Well, and, and broadly, I mean, it sounds, I, I, it sounds more like a gun thing. They're like a, an, right. a version of Right, because he didn't want a gun in there. You know, no, no, this... no, no, no. He didn't buy a donut. He <laughs> just bought a cup of coffee. That's all he wanted was a cup of coffee. This, uh, this, this, this country it's is not helping. Insane. This whole um, weirdness towards guns and gun owners. Well, they're getting a backlash like nobody's business. Well, to Mike's point. Who's going to come to their rescue? Well, they're getting a the yeah. town has got a backlash against this bakery that is going crazy. Really? What are they doing? Well, they're just ignoring, they're, not they're zero business, zero business. And then I, I don't know if this is, oh, I won't even go into that. That's totally different. No. Well, well, no. They, and, and, and then our politicians and our talking heads are, are not making it any easier, any frankly, easier. On, on all sides. Yeah. I mean, back to the biker bar, bar thing, you would think that uh, uh, our, our Governor Newsom is going to come out. Maybe he said some things about the family and talked about how it was a sad occasion, but no. you're never going to find an anti-gun politician who's not going to see a situation like this and use it as an opportunity yeah. to not support Ray's for their cause and to advance their policy. So, of course, what did Newsom do when he came out of, uh, after the biker bar situation is Newsom comes out and says, well, uh, clearly we need more red flag laws. Uh, that's, that's what, that's oh, what he did saw- come out and say Yeah, that. that's what would have solved, solved this is we had more f- red flag laws. And, and, of course, no one has responded. He's an ex-cop. 
what about his life is going to yeah. trigger any sort of red flag. Even, that does, that even, doesn't already exist. Even even regardless of the fact that it's that it's an awful policy, but your your answer is more red flag laws against someone who has an impeccable background. Yeah. What is it you expect to occur? And so you have you have, sorry, scumbags like this who are going to try to raise support and advance policy off of the death, sad death of an individual. But again, what is the background? There's not many police officers that would do what this guy did. There's many got people, to yeah. be there's got to be something at the bottom of this that we don't know anything about that triggered this coming from Ohio. You know, literally going in, emptying his weapons, going back to the truck to get more weapons or ammo. It, it, it's just, it's not, it's just, it's, it's, geez, mental, mental illness, maybe. Emotions. Did, did he, or did emotions, he state yeah. what red flag law addition would be beneficial? It's a good question. What, I mean, what is there that doesn't, they don't already have that would have flagged the, the wife's in California? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, she could have. She could have red flagged him. I yeah, mean, it, you know, could've. it's not like it didn't. It wasn't there for her to do. But right. she so didn't, didn't do even see. Either. She probably didn't even see the problem. I think you're probably right. We have you know, tools and resources a, to support Alicia's you. Job. I just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a deep. You know what? Just thought I'd let you know. Newsom says our state's red flag laws uh, allow victims, family members, coworkers, and others to work with local law enforcement and and the courts to safely remove guns from those who have a potential threat. How do you know that this guy's a potential threat? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean is what he doesn't what even live here. I do wish that folks that were on our side or believed in what we believe in philosophically would step up, would step up and have their own, make their own statement. Every time somebody like, Hey, uh, you know, a good guy with a gun saved the day. I our mean, politicians I do don't even do it. You'll have you ever heard of a politician stand up for somebody one way or the other? Well, not enough. We we don't get the press conference. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't get our side. Yeah, the other that, side holds press conferences at the drop in a heart. The the pro gun the pro gun guys in in situations like this, their answer is let's stay quiet for a week. Yeah, and like, that's what, the worst time to stay quiet. Yeah, what, what the hell? Yeah, you, that that's the time where you need to stand up and and you need to you need to come back with the vitriol that they're coming back with saying. No law would have protected this. No law would have prevented this from occurring. But see, they don't want to have. They don't want to be canceled. Yeah. If that happens, then all of a sudden, the minute somebody says that, then they'll then the left will go after them with everything they have. Yeah. During and that could ruin their career. During the very rare occurrence where you do have school shootings and that kind of thing, st- statistically rare occurrences, you get you get a, a lot of the national gun groups and a lot of the the pro two A legislators dead silent. Well, and, and, and so what I mean, I mean, there was just a, a, a headline, you know, headline, I think it was, you know, guys like A.W.R. Hawkins, you know, put it out there. I don't know if USA Today or ABC News talked about it, um, where a woman defended herself, defended herself with a uh, with a firearm. And, you know, why aren't our, you know, supposedly pro Second Amendment Republican elected officials? Why wasn't that, a, you know, a press conference? Hey, look, guys, check out what happened. Look, everybody. Draw their attention. Draw everybody's attention to this. This is an important story. We support the Second Amendment. Let's get this into you know the the, the public uh, media. We never do that. They do it at the drop of a hat. I mean, you know, Newsom, whatever. They they're getting their message out. And I, I wish we would. I wish the folks who were on our side would use media more aggressively. Yeah, you're starting to see more and more on social media. I'd say really only in the last three or four years, where you're seeing a lot of the the pro two A organizations 
whenever there is a case of um, granny shoots scumbag who comes in the door or something like that, that they get that story out there. And if, and if you're subscribed to social media, if you follow social media, you'll come across that, but you don't hear it in the news. No, you never hear it in the news. You won't even hear it on the conservative side. You hear it here. That's true. We're the media. All right, folks, this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. The angriest man I've ever Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Gun prom tickets, folks. They're on sale. Join San Diego County gun owners and the rest of the Second Amendment community at the town and country in Mission Valley. Get your fancy suit, your dresses, whatever you're wearing, and join us with like-minded people that believe in the Second Amendment and self-defense. Second Amendment dinner is coming up, and we're calling it gun prom Second Amendment dinner. It's called Gun Prom. Come on down. Have some fun. September 16th. Get your tickets. Reserve your spot for a night with great people, great food, drinks for all good, great causes. You need to go to gunprom.com to get your tickets. Buy a table. Bring your friends and family. That's gunprom.com and buy your tickets today. You don't even have to be a shooter to come down and have more fun than you can imagine. There's trips, there's memorabilia, and there's some really, really nice people. Yeah, we're going to have a a virtual uh, screen uh, where people can... Did you do that last year, Mike? Yeah, and that's pretty cool. I actually uh, take my students down to Oceanside all the time and go to Shore Shot to do that. That's a, it's a really neat training tool. With uh, mm-hmm. Phil? Yeah, yeah, Phil's awesome. Phil is a good dude. I wonder if he's going to gun prom. I'm going to look that up, make sure. Phil, if you're listening, we need to get you to gun prom, man. Uh, it's just not a party without you. So let's get... Uh, I'll make sure to do that. Okay, time for everybody's favorite segment. Sam the Gunman, Stump My Nephew. Found out that Sam is extremely good at uh, gun trivia, so if you send us a tr- gun trivia question and we use it on the air, you get a hat or a shirt. And if you stump my nephew, you'll get uh, a couple tickets to gun prom, uh, but good luck doing that. I think actually we got him stumped last, last week. We it was did. the first time in a long we time. Did. It was a good question, though, too. He actually did really, really well. Uh, Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good, dude. How are you? Not bad. Can't complain. All right. Fair enough. I think he's going to redeem himself this week. All right. Uh, I hope so. Uh, okay. So, Mike Pettengill, senor, you're going to read the uh, question? Let's do it. All right. Fire away. All right, Sam. A from Imperial Beach. His name is A. A from Imperial Beach asks, what is the difference in ballistics between 277 Fury, 6.8 Common Cartridge, and 6.8 Western, other than the different manufacturers, SIGs, U.S. government, and Winchester? Um, what was that, A from Imperial Beach? Yes. Um, thanks very much for writing in. The question was, um, what is the difference, other than manufacturers, what is the difference in ballistics between 277 Fury, 6.8 Common Cartridge, and 6.8 Western? Um, 277 Fury is the civilian designation for the uh, 6.8 millimeter round that um, SIG SIG Sauer developed in collaboration with, um, I think, True Velocity, uh, but I may be mistaken, um, for the uh, NGSW program. And if I understand correctly, and I I may be a little bit off on this, but if I understand correctly, um, 
the first two are the same round. 277 Fury is the designation uh, for the civilian market, and that's what the SAMI spec is listed as. Um, and 6.8 common cartridge is the government military designation um, because they there's no need to have a, a snappy trademark name for that purpose. Snappy. Whereas 6.8 Western is a uh, more of a, a hunting-oriented round um, and is designed to produce... Again, I may be off on this because um, I'm, I'm not, I don't keep up on hunting cartridges really because I don't hunt. Um, but I believe the intent with 6.8 Western was to achieve roughly similar performance or roughly that same level of performance. Um, but because it does not use the hybrid case, it, it uses a physically uh, larger case so let me before you go in there hold on a sec here so the question is kind of confusing because it says what is the difference in ballistics between the three and then it adds other than different manufacturers that's kind of a, i don't know yeah just take out that ballistics take part. out that yeah take, well no take out the manufacturers part all they're asking is what what is the difference in ballistics between 0.277 fury 6.8 common and 6.8 western so well, at that point, it's it's kind of a trick question because there are different <laughs> loadings of six eight common cartridge. Uh, there's a high velocity loading designed for. Wait, 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 but now you're, now you're getting too smart. So <laughs> think, think think use think, algebra. Think dumb. Use algebra on this thing. Okay. Well, okay. I um. Point well, I don't have a pen and paper to hand, but I can <laughs> tell you that if we're if we're leaving out the the high velocity armor piercing loads, they all have basically the same ballistics. What's the answer? And that is basically correct. <laughs> the, of course, Sam, Sam, as usual, Sam, I'm a big fan, by the way. Um, uh, as Thank usual, you. Sam goes way, way above, and, and Sam is too ethereal for these questions. The answer well, is... Even, even the, the, when he was making his guesses, yeah, he, was, he was right. You, you were right. Yeah. You were right. You're, just, you're yeah. talking above us, as usual, Sam. So uh, basically, Mike shortened it up perfectly. What is the difference between uh, in ballistics between the 277 Fury, the 6.8 Common Cartridge, and the 6.8 Western? And the answer provided is none. Goes on to say, the 277 was developed in conjunction with the U.S. government and SIG, and, and that's what became the common cartridge that is replacing the 5.56. Winchester developed the 6.8 Western for the civilian market. It boils down to loads, primers, and projectiles. Just like Sam said, 6.8 Western is an all-around hunting round. There you go. There Three cartridges. So he wanted to know... It, what was the difference between A, B, and C? And A and B are equal. Yep. <laughs> so, so there you go. C A is equal to A and B. Look at that. Yeah. I think I got like a C minus. All, right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Sam. Did we have yeah. this? I think we may have had this conversation. Have you seen any of the John Wick movies? Um, I have not. It's it's funny you should ask that because when I when I worked at the shop, uh -huh. um, occasionally customers would come in and go, "Oh, I want the gun from John Wick," <laughs> and I would go, uh, "I haven't seen it." And they would go, "No, the first John Wick," and I would go, "I haven't seen that one either." Okay. <laughs> so yesterday it was like ninety degrees, so I binged one, two, and three. You have to watch at least three. And when yeah, I, I understand Keanu Reeves um, got some some really high caliber, Dude. if you'll pardon the pun, training um, on yeah. on three gun type shooting, and yeah. he he really 
learned how to perform at that level. Yeah, I, I mean, you can go on, you can go turn on your TV. I don't know what series you have, but you could just voice it in there, and you can rent it like for three ninety nine, and there's no commercials. And I'm serious. I thought about you not so much in one, but in t- three when he goes into the into the the Continental. They had an armory, and the guy, I mean, he was saying stuff I didn't even know what they were talking about. But if you get a chance, and you, I hardly can see you doing nothing, but if you have an afternoon and you're not doing anything, I highly recommend it. Because I, I did think about you. Because it'll make you look at all those weapons, and that could be a question here on radio. So you might want to think about it. A little study. Yeah. Have Do you little, seen it? A little study. I haven't seen any of them. Jeez, Have you I seen know, any of that, What I, is up with this family? I, is, <laughs> I mean, I've seen them all. I've seen them all. In fact, I've several seen several times. One, you know, I was just going to say. In fact, I'm probably tomorrow, I'm going to watch number four. Here's an interesting four? Here's, yeah, yeah, four yeah, just came cool. out. Here's an interesting factoid that just came out after the Alec Baldwin uh, Rust shooting oh. was that the uh, John Wick people said that they have no live ammo on set and that 100% of the discharges of their, of their uh, no. firearms is all CGI. Well, let me oh, tell you what, true. whoever's doing the CGI. Oh, yeah, it's great stuff. And the blood splatter is off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam, their ballistics work and, and, oh, and their loading. It, some of it's a little, a little geeky and goofy. Well, he throws, a, he throws a, uh, a magazine in, and it's like a 30, and he fires it four times, pulls it out, <laughs> turns it around, puts the other one in, fires it six times, pulls it out, throws it away, kills a guy, takes it off of him. St- every, and er- by the way, do every single clip fit every single Mag. gun it's not a clip. magazine Mag. or magazine no Mm-mm. well john will argue with i made it happen i just i just saw an interview uh with uh one of the uh one of the i don't know if it was the armor or an instructor i know he worked with uh what's his name uh taron butler yeah i know he worked with mm-hmm. him but it wasn't him but it was somebody that trained him or worked with him on the set who said he like in, he basically invented the the mag flip? Oh, the flip out to the right yeah, side. Yeah, the flip yeah. out to the right yeah. side. He was like, yeah, he, pretty much that. Was, Keanu just came up with that, and now competitive guys are doing that. I don't. Is that true? I don't know. I haven't heard that. You ever heard that? Not I know. Funny. I know. I know. I get uh, uh, Alicia. If you do too, it's funny. I get people all the time. So can you teach me that mag flip out to the right side? I'm like, let me <laughs> teach you something more efficient. That <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. I have yet to be asked that. You know, you know why I didn't watch it? You know why I haven't seen it, Dave? Because I heard that that it, that it, they kick it off with uh, there's a dog. Yeah, somebody oh, kills yeah. a dog. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, that's I'm, no, I'm that's one. That. Yeah. And do you two. not and two and two? They kill a dog in two. No, two? they didn't yeah. kill a dog in two. Well, it, it well, heavily involves a dog. They shot a dog. Yeah, I'm out. But I'm out. He didn't. No, no. It, the guy was wearing like a little bulletproof little vesty thing. The dog? No, no. Yeah, I'm back in. <laughs> and in fact, there was a nine mil. The girl stuck <laughs> oh, yeah. it up underneath there to protect. Do not watch one. Do not. It's or just li- fast forward the first 15 it's minutes. A it's, it. yeah. oh, yeah. it's a baby beagle. Oh, yeah. Baby beagle? It's a beagle puppy. It, it, made, it made me buy a T-shirt. I got a T-shirt that says, you touch my dog and I'll kill you. I, oh, I would right. buy that shirt, too. Yeah. All right, quick. We, just had, we, we went a little bit long talking about dogs, which is fine. <laughs> I encourage that behavior. You got a new blog, Sam? Um, yeah, this week's blog post was a book review of Gunsmithing the AR-15, the bench manual by Patrick Sweeney. Um, I give some of my thoughts on it. Um, a, a couple of minor criticisms, but um, overall, it's a really excellent book, um, especially for you guys in California, because you have to do weird stuff to your rifle. Other job, Sam. Thanks, man. All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. 
Big shout out to San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, and Lanown Power Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Peak, San Diego Flight Training, and our new sponsor, Gold Co. Big shout out to Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Alicia Kirk, right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer.